You hear what I'm saying to you? I know some real materialistic poor people. I grew up one of them, so I know about old poor people and wanting stuff. So, and I'm not trying to be down. I'm just telling, trying to be, let's be truthful of God. Let's get back to, to what the Bible really teaches. Let's really be sold out to the Lord. Let's be sold out to Him when things are going wonderful. And God is moving. And anybody can be sold out to God at that moment. But let's be sold out when things are not going wonderful. When thing, when God, we don't feel like God's really moving, although really He is moving. He's just moving in a different way. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's it. Anyway, any, moving on. Practical things that I've learned about living from the inside. Like I'm not no expert, but I'm learning. The unction that God has placed in your heart, this is really important, must only be controlled by God. You got that? Only God has permission to control. When you start trying to control it, things are going to go bad in your life. Okay? God's calling you to live from your heart. God wants control of that. He wants to be the one who dictates it. And this is really, really important. There will be seasons where there's no place or there's little what is in you that can be expressed. You hear me? There's going to be times where it just is not God's time for the thing He's put in you. And, and that's a dangerous time. That's how you can get into the soul realm, fleshly Christians. God has to be able to grow you and what He's placed in you to a point where it can be released for His glory. And that's not always fun. I've told God many times, oh, I'm ready now, Lord. I'm just ready. You know, found out I'm not ready either. God has ways of showing you how ready you are. You know, the unction of God will never leave you, though. That's the cool thing about it. It may seem dormant for a season. You may feel like you've lost it. But sooner or later in your life, somewhere it's going to rise up again. And that's really what's been I've, why I'm sharing this for the last few months. I felt things that, were, that seemed to have gone dormant in me coming back in me and saying, and, and beckoning to me, crying out to me, wanting out. You know, and what, like I'd try to generate it. It just started feeling it. And then I would run across something that, I, that seemed to reflect that thing that was in me in the natural. And I'd say, yes, that's what I want. Lord, I want, that's what I'm looking for. That, that's it. And it's just a little, you ever had that? You understand what I'm saying? But you've got to let God be the one who does that, not you. Are you all with me on this? This is really important because this is really what God's calling us to. God is calling us to discover that thing in us and go after that. And I think it is a time now, okay, in the spiritual sense. God wants to really do a new thing. That really is the truth. And part of the new thing is going after the old thing that He's put in you. That's already in there. That's real and alive. But remember, Satan's at work. Satan's contaminating. Satan's hardening. Hardened. Now, here's something that's really important. I'm going to end on this. Okay? Are y'all with me on this? Because this is important. I'm telling you, it's real. And I believe it's the Lord all the way. I mean, make us your people, Lord. Corporate humility. Turn to James 3. Corporate humility. I was, a few months ago, I was talking to a friend of mine. Y'all remember the guy, he came here and shared one time, David Harwood, the guy from Long Island, sort of crazy, you know, real intense. Yeah, sings and preaches and just sweats when he does all that. <laughs> He's crazy. You do not want to go toe-to-toe with that guy. He's real smart, too, because he's really studied the Bible, been trained, and 
He knows more. He knows a lot of stuff. Anyways, I was talking to him, and he was just trying to mess with me about stuff. In fact, I got in so much trouble. He got in trouble, too, with his wife. He, called, he sent me an email and apologized. Becky was mad as fire at me for arguing with him. I said, honey, I wasn't arguing with him. I was just telling him. He was telling me how he felt, and I told, was telling him how I felt. I just happened to disagree. <laughs> it was an enjoyable conversation to me. I was edified by it. But obviously the wise wasn't. But this is the one thing he said that really, yeah, they weren't, that really hit me in the heart. He said, Byron, for us to have the thing that God really wants, it's going to take a lot of humility. And when he said that, it was like the air of the Lord hit me in my heart, you know. And then he said, in other words, you know, you and I can walk into a room with five other people and, and seven of us can have, all have something from God that's legitimate, that's real. But for us to really to get the thing that God really wants, all seven of us are going to have to humble ourselves and maybe not even open our mouths. You know what I'm saying? It's this, this corporate humility that God is looking for in people right now. Now, let's read this, uh, James 3, 13. Now, remember, James was written by a... The, he was an apostle, but he also happened to be the pastor. This is the brother of the Lord, not James the apostle, but... He became, this James became an apostle. He was Jesus' brother who became the pastor of the church at Jerusalem. So he had a real good handle on church problems and people, okay, and how a church operated. You, you could read his book if you was a pastor and really decide you didn't want to be one. You, you know, if you were smart, you'd think, man, I'm going to do that. But this is what he said in verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. Now, I want to tell you something. This is one of the problems in the church is envy. Okay? Envy. There's a lot of envy in the church world. People are envious of each other. And it causes division. Why is that person getting to do that? I have people ask, why is that person get to do that? I said, well, you could do it. If you wanted to, I mean, they did it because they went after it. That's why they got to do it. You understand what I'm saying? There's envy. Envy divides. It separates. And he, he really says it's an evil. He says it's a lie against the truth. Self-seeking. Are you all with me on that? I mean, this is really what God's going to do. Living from your heart means it will take humility and sensitivity. And I don't think we're sensitive enough to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit. And I think God wants to train us and teach us how to be sensitive to Him. Where God has His way, not us. Where it's not about us. Not about, not about my ministry. It's not about the person singing's ministry. See, all that's craziness. That's, that's not going to go anywhere. And God wants a people where it's about Jesus, about the Lord, about the Holy Spirit having His way. But we don't naturally do that because we are ego-driven much, much of the time in the church. And we want to show out. So you see, what God wants to do for you to express the thing in you, you know, it's, it's, it's going to require us to become sensitive to God and sensitive to what He's doing right that moment and be willing to go in another direction and not get your feelings hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm, but the truth is, is, this is the this is the thing. It's not self-seeking. This is what I see. The Holy the Holy Spirit in a corporate setting will likely hurt your feelings. 
You hear what I'm saying to you? He will likely hurt your feelings. Say you had this plan that you were going to sing this song, okay? And you had worked on it all week, and you were ready to sing it, and the pastor or somebody, right, you opened your mouth. He says, I don't think we should be doing this right now, and takes, goes in a whole different direction. That would hurt your feelings, wouldn't it? After all that work you did, you know, getting ready for it. But see, we've got to come, become the kind of people that, is this. If God wants something else, that we are willing to bow to God and not take it personal when it ain't what we thought. And not, or not take it personal when our word wasn't necessarily received. And I, I'm talking to myself because I need to learn this. I'm not just talking to you again. I'm just saying God's looking for a corporate humility because God not only wants us on a personal level to be able to express what's in us, He's looking for a body to express what's in us. And a body has to be together. If my hand, if my right hand wants to do one thing and my elbow doesn't want to do that, we got trouble, right? And see, God's looking for this unity that's only brought about by the Holy Spirit, by us submitting to the Holy Spirit. Are you all with me on that? We need to learn to defer to the Holy Spirit and others and not take it personal. That's the truth. Living from the inside out is not about me or my ministry. It's about Jesus and His ministry. That's really what it's all about. It's about Jesus and what Jesus wants to do. And that's really the end of Slim. You see, do you hear what I'm saying to you this morning? Do you really hear it? Do you really ask the Lord, Lord, give me ears to hear? Give me ears to hear. We really are entering into, I believe, a real new day. Jim prophesied, you know, that we, you know, about thresholds, about stepping into a new place. And this is the truth. I, I'm wondering if some of you is going to step into a new place. I, I really do. I, I think some of you are happy to be where you're at. You've decided to camp out and stop where you're at. And God's saying, I'm, I want to go on and do something new and fresh. And, and the question is, are we going to go on and do something new and fresh with Him? And it's an invitation to everybody. God doesn't want to leave anybody out. I remember one time reading this about revivals. The guy was saying, you will be surprised who God uses in revivals. That's what he said. There's going to be a surprise because there'll be people you'd never dream that God would use. You know, because they were sort of the messed up crowd until God came and then all of a sudden God did something and they changed. Then he also said this, you'll be surprised who God doesn't use. And that's some of the people who seem like, you know, God's used them in the past. They got things going, but now suddenly God's not using them anymore. You know, they stopped where they were at. You hear what I'm saying to you? Now, I don't know about you, but I want to go on. I want to get what God's doing now. I'm happy with what He did yesterday. But I think God is saying to us, let's go. Don't stay there. In fact, when Kevin Price was here, do y'all remember he's prophesied that to us? He doesn't know nothing. He's just a music person. It's y'all been here long enough. It's time to move on. The train's moving. Just get moving. Let's go on to what God's got now. Let's quit this stuff we've been doing. And find God today and enter into the new day that God is presenting to the people. And I'm serious about this. And I've decided in my heart... and. I will just say this. this. Me and Matthew have a deal. If one year from today, or one year from whenever it was, August, if this church is the same, I resign. Because I will realize this church needs somebody different to take it. It doesn't need to stay here. 
Because I feel God saying, go. Go on. Get up and move on. The, the cloud has moved. The fire has moved. I'm calling you forth. It's over with. And if you stay there, it ain't going to be great. <laughs> Do y'all hear what I'm saying to you this morning? I mean, I'm crying out to you. I feel this urgency in my heart. I feel God won't leave me alone. I mean, that's the way I feel. He won't leave me alone about it. I feel this tug inside of me, this drawing inside of me. I feel this thing in me that wants out. And I'm trying to figure out how you get it out. What is it, you know? Where, you know, I don't understand this thing. But I believe it's God. And I really am saying to you this morning, I'm saying to you, I can say it to you today as a pastor of this church, if, if God gives me the grace, we are going to enter into what God has for us today. Now, we are not going to stay. And I have determined my heart, Lord, I want to go on with you. I don't care if nobody else does. Because I don't need to be somewhere where you're not down the road because I'm really needing you to take care. I mean, not people. You know what I'm saying? I need God. And all I'm saying to you is I'm asking you, would you be willing to go? And you're going to have to deal with the hard heart. You're going to have to deal with the contamination. You're going to have to deal with the wounds, the offense, all those things. You're going to have to because it's going to happen. But God's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling us. You hear me? Does anybody here, I mean, I mean, does anybody think Jesus is being or just stupid buyer and he's just out here trying to rout? I'm not trying to stir you up. I'm telling you what I really believe. I'm telling you what I really believe is the truth. And I want to urge you to get it. Because I believe from the bottom of my heart that God is saying, I've got something new. It's a new day. And He's beckoning to us, saying, please hear me. Please don't stay there. Please go on. If you're materialistic, please stop being that way. Repent. If you're worldly, please repent. Please commit yourself to me. Please sell out to me unconditionally. Please do that. That's what God's saying to us. He's crying to us constantly, reaching for us, reaching for that thing in you that only, you know, only He can bring out. And I wish I could be more better, you know, more eloquent and, you know, affected. <laughs> you know, I just know we've got to go. We've got to. And I'm asking not people who like, well, you know, I feel emotionally stirred, but it's people who feel spiritually stirred. But you feel like, I, you know, that really is what's in me. That really is. There's something in me. I really feel that. I want to. Lord, I don't know how to. I'm a... I ain't got that worked out, but I'm going to trust you. Let me read one last scripture, and then I'm going to stop. I just have Psalm 37, verse 4. Everybody knows it. Psalm 37. It says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. And He shall bring it to pass. He shall. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. Let the Lord do it. That's what He's trying to say. And 
I just, Lord, I just want to ask you this morning, I don't know, Lord, what to do. But I know, Lord, I just, just want to say to you, Lord, I really want to respond to you. I don't know how to respond to you. I feel convicted by my own message. Now, if you don't like this, okay? But I, I really feel like doing this. Um, I really believe that what Byron was sharing in this message today was inspired by the Holy Spirit. I believe that this is really a prophetic setup, that there's going to be some tremendous changes happening in this church within the next year. Okay. Now, if you believe... I'm, I'm setting you up here now. I really am setting you up. This is a trap. I'm warning you. Okay? If you believe that it is God that this church go through some radical changes toward something brand new that we've never seen or done before in the Lord, I want you to stand up. Don't, please, do not, because I'm telling you, this is a trap. I'm setting a trap for you, okay? Only stand up if you are really convinced that God wants to change this church and make it something that we've never seen before. And it's not going to look like any church you've ever been to before. Now, if you want a church that looks like a church you've been to before, please sit down now. I'm telling you, this is a trap. Sit down if you are looking for a church like the church that you knew before. Okay, now this is the deal. This is a trap. I'm getting ready to spring it here. Don't you get mad when this church goes through radical changes. And don't you blame the pastor. Because by standing on your feet right now, you're saying, Lord, change us and make us the church you want us to be. We don't want to hold a model that we've known in the past as the model. You're going to do something new. Now, here we go for something new. Okay? So I'm telling you, you don't come to me and talk to me about your dissatisfaction with the changes that are occurring in the next year. Okay? Don't you do that. Because Byron's confessed today that he don't even know what this thing's going to look like. He's just pregnant and knows something's got to get born here. Or he's going to pop. Okay? So... Lord, we as a congregation say we want something new that we've never seen before. We want what you want, and, and we're asking you, by the mercy that you have shown us in the past, lead us into what you want us to be, make us what you want us to be, change this congregation into a new thing, a new model, a new deal, Lord, because we, we believe this is your word. We believe that you've told us that you want us to step into something new. Not like what we've seen in the past, even on our best day. Lord God, we, we surrender to you all the wonderful things from our past. And Lord, we look for this new wave of what you want to do. And we don't even know what it's going to look like. But we feel pregnant with it in our own hearts. We say yes, yes to what you've got for us, Lord. Just say yes to you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we just, we just want to give our hearts to you afresh, Lord. And 
just, Lord, I know it all begins on an individual level, that every person in this room has something wonderful in them, something wonderful that you're beckoning to, Lord. And, and we ask you for every person, Lord, in here, they would really discover that thing in them that fulfills that thing that really expresses Jesus in them, Lord. And we just surrender to you, Jesus. We surrender to you. We bless you, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And if there's anybody here that doesn't happen to know Jesus, you know, now's a good time to get to know Him. <laughs> yeah. Because the Lord really does want to save people. He has a heart for your, for you. He